0: Anticipation is killing me! Come on! Oh my god, that's so many cards! Does he beat me right? How did he play that many cards? Boom 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 here it know? comes here it comes Infinite! Whoa, let's go check out the video boys What's up guys welcome back today, we are going to be discussing Dracula In a zoo deck that's right. You just saw the clip of me hitting infinite I was so very excited to finally get there Um, long time coming honestly, a lot of grinding, uh, and just a lot of fun playing different things, learning different decks, learning what I'm good at, learning what I'm bad at, but today is not about any of those things. Today we're talking about the deck that got me to Infinite. Very unique, very different, um, I could not start this video without shouting out my good friend John Tata, long time TCG friend, um, we talk every day about the game, And he shipped me this deck. Uh, I think it was Monday night, maybe, Uh, maybe Tuesday morning. I can't remember. But I started playing it, and I just climbed, 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 climbed from 91 to 100. Got all the way there. Ton of fun. Lot of play lines with this deck, and its its weaknesses are odd, Uh, and they're not like straightforward. And the interesting, cool thing is that your opponent really does not understand what type of deck you are until it might be too late and that's the biggest strength that I think this deck has to offer now granted moving forward it, now that it's kind of out there there's been some other content creators that sh- shared a little bit um, I'm gonna share my thoughts and process of the deck along with the gameplay that I played um, all the way through the 90s you know this deck I played from like I said 91 to 100. Um, I probably played well over 130 or 40 games in that I'm with a plus 80 cube ratio. Um, it's a very powerful deck. It's a very strong deck. And, uh, let's get into it. So, Dracula is, of course, uh, the centerpiece of the deck, ironically. You know, this four powered, or four energy, zero powered, uh, incredible ability. Uh, it's not ongoing. Your opponent cannot really interact with this other than you having no cards in your hand of course so this is a very good one it's a very powerful thing um and the fact that it's the end of the game it gets around shang chi so it just does so many things important for you and like i said in the shell that it's in your opponent has no idea what to expect from this guy uh so at the end of your at the end of the game discard a card from your hand this has its power like i said it just comes from zero becomes the power of that card very very incredible ability So, here is our deck. Uh, It is a normal-looking zoo deck with a very different top end uh, to the deck. So, you know, the normals are Ant-Man, Squirrel Girl, uh, get some squirrels. Sunspot might not be what I would call normal in your most zoo decks, but he fits really well into this deck because there are several turns in the game that you might just end up passing, uh, depending on locations and things like that, and sunspot's really good at those things Iceman, zero which is a, a different piece of than the normal zoo deck as well this is kind of what brings the end uh, the end of the game together for you and creates really strong plays um like later in the game with of course red skull we have armor lizard cosmo the dracula we spoke about kazar to finish out and buffer all our one drops the Red Skull, uh, which is your main zero target, but honestly, you don't always need it. Sometimes Red Skull is just good enough to put out there, and he's not going to buff your opponent enough, um, and we'll get into some specific plate lines with him in a little bit. And the Infernal. Yep, that's right. Six power guy that causes you to skip a turn to play him, uh, and I won't lie, you will do that. There will be games where you play this guy. Absolutely going to happen, but the most of the time we're looking to play red skull uh, if our hand works out correctly we want to play our completely hand out have the Infinite be our last card in our hand and this is going to be the card that we're going to discard to dracula that is the best potential play line when it works out you get to just have 20 power on a location that your opponent has no idea is coming you really <laughs> do get some exciting uh cube wins with that one uh, some of my most some of my best cube and 8 cube wins came off of setting up a turn for Infant, um, picking up a plus 20 in a lane that my opponent just did not expect whatsoever. You know, even if you think about it, if you really look at most Zoo decks, uh, you know, you would assume that most of your Zoo decks would have an American Chavez or something like that. So maybe your opponent is only thinking like, oh, he's only going to get plus 9. Not a big deal. I can I can compete with that. I'll play this here. I'll win that lane and then move on. They're never expecting for your Dracula to get plus 20 or plus 15. Uh, the deck just doesn't give them the information for them to ever think that, unless, of course, if there is a line where you do pass on turn five with Sunspot, but there would probably, once again, like, question mark goes, like, man, did he really pass on five with Sunspot? Was it to not have priority? Uh, was it to, you know, like, you know, just gain so high would be revealing second so he can't be shang chi Like, there's so many confusion uh, thoughts that go through your opponent's mind during when you're playing this version of this deck that it's incredible and you really can just slide cubes away with it. Uh, it it's really impressive. Of course, Zero also works pretty well with Lizard. It's another one that you can target. I did find myself uh, on certain locations. I would end up Zeroing Squirrel Girl a bunch also if I didn't want to fill up too many locations with different things. Uh, like, example, like, negative zone and things like that. Like, I don't want Squirrel Girl in the negative zone for negative three. Um, as just a little small example, you know, sometimes with the duplicative of cards and everything, there was definitely times where I would uh, I would hit Squirrel Girl. But there's also plenty of times that zero is just the last card you play in the game. Um, you know, you just play out to get it out of your hand. So you have uh, Infinata or Red Skull in your hand if you necessarily need them and things like that. So there, there's also some of that that's going on all in all uh, Dracula Zoo I called it the um, big guys uh, the big guys of the zoo you know like this is just like it's a really fun deck um, really powerful and I really want to get into the gameplay and show you guys some of the huge wins that got me to infinite so let's check them out all right so here's a quick game to show off real quick um, this is one of a few that we're gonna go through. You know this deck had a lot of really interesting plays it was definitely a good deck from a rag morag also uh because you were able to very easily kind of manipulate your where you want it or if you wanted to play you know throughout the day there are definitely times where i decided hey let me just wait on sunspot so i can turn to iceman sunspot on it if i had to or i would try and just play sunspot on a location that was blank uh, because you know the two days during this climb were definitely on the Morag hot location or feature location, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you can kind of see this game play out, uh, and you you know just looking at this gameplay, you're like, oh, you know, if I'm my opponent right now, the only thing I could possibly think that my deck is doing is being a Kazoo deck. So he's like, oh, I'm going to come over the top. I'm going to play some big giant dude. I'm going to be able to win the game. Um, my opponent snaps. And I'm like, yep, that's okay, I'm still very much in this game, um, and I feel pretty comfortable about it, where I'm at, so I you know, I stay with it. And the whole goal now is to hope that we're able to play out the rest of our hand, um, you know, because he played left, which means we're going to try our best to win right. We get to move, we get to put those two guys down, put a bunch of stuff out. Uh, very weird that he went left there, of course, you know, Oh, that's right. This was the blowout armor. So yeah, uh, huge tell on our side there to guess that he was going to play armor. Of course, he could have armor or Taskmaster there. I think we lose to Taskmaster uh, on the side. Nope, we would have beat Taskmaster right also. So definitely a, a good win for us to pick up. All right, coming into the next game here, and see we had a squirrel in one. Uh, once again, this is a very good Marag deck. We were able to spread our power. We were able to get priority. Um, a lot of times that was it was a good thing to have priority with Squirrel Girl uh, for the later turns of the in the game, specifically on our turn three. You know, if we're guessing our opponent's uh, turn three played really well, we get to Cosmos counter. It happened a bunch, honestly. Like when once you understand once you're playing this deck and you're understanding what your opponent is doing uh, in different versions of of different decks, it's very clear to understand where Cosmos is going to blow your opponent out. There were so many games where I just hit the brood, or I hit the hammer, or I hit, you know, a leader even. Like, there were games that that happened. Uh, and it's a big deal to as you're going through and playing this. You know, obviously, this is a, a pretty sweet game for us. You know, he has the Thor on the right. Uh, now, while we're still going to present that we're going to attempt to try and win right, we're not really concerned with it at this point, knowing that we have the power already in our hand to win the other two lanes. Which is why you saw me put a lizard there. Now, ironically, he plays his own Dracula here, which is totally crazy. Um, it did happen a couple times, but he is playing a Lockdraw deck. So Lockdraw Dracula does make a ton of sense. He's able to sneak it on in the middle. Looks great. Uh, he snaps. We're okay with that. We have all the power we want in our hand to do insanely ridiculous things. Uh, even if it's playing Infinot or you know a Red Skull in the final turn of the game. So, he has Dracula, we have Dracula, he has Hammer, he's like, look at my giant Hammer, of course. Um, Ton of power, 31, 12s, moves our guys over. Like, okay, so now, we're really confident that we're going to be able to win right here. Uh, We get to play Sunspot, and play Red Skull more than likely, Uh, The chances of our opponent playing more than one card is very low. You know, he can't Giganto already. We already knew that. Uh, So we just get to put some power out there and try and win the game that way. And we have 20 power in the mid, which our opponent is definitely not going to expect. Uh, So he does, he comes down real big, which is, you know, well, it looked real big, right? So he does get that. Now, it looked great. He goes to fourteen. We go to seventeen. He discards an eight, and we discard a twenty. Just, just, just a big win for us. Uh, another really solid game for for this deck. Uh, next game here, you know. Last game you saw a big win with Dracula, um, and what his power has the capable of doing. And this really is, like I said, as you watch these games and you really study what this deck is capable of. You know, you're, you're just very good at spreading your power out, but you're also very good at focusing two lanes. And you're also, ironically, even good at disguising power in another lane potentially. It does a lot of really sweet things. Um, obviously, Death's Domain is pretty wild. Uh, you know, you have the armor, which is your play around it. You know, I think I, I go through a few decisions here of whether or not to play onto Death's Domain. I think there's an argument to be made that with the hand that I had, I could have gone another route. But uh, you know, ironically, you know he is a, a destroy deck, so there was a good chance he was going to try and and get a free destroy off of it. So this was kind of a block, or at least I was planning on a block. He looked like a destroy deck, he wasn't. He has storm in his deck, so it's definitely a little something different. But here's here's what we get to do, right? So we get to have sunspot here, which is not ideal. In this occasion, we probably wish we would have sunspot it somewhere else. Um, and had it uh, probably on Morag instead. We were too worried about protecting it with against Killmonger, assuming that our opponent was uh, this destroy deck, but they weren't. So this is a, a bit of a, a cautious play here. We're trying to figure out, like, okay, well, how do I win right? How do I win left? What's my best route to doing that? These are all the decisions that are kind of going through my brain right now um, as we're... You know, we're running through the motions of how we're going to win the game. So we it to play Kazar, which buffs two of the things on the field. Uh, we know that there's a good chance we're going to skip a turn later. You know, he gives us this this hood, and we're like, okay, whatever, we're still ahead. You know, like, we're head on the right um, with not a real good sight of how he's going to get there. Um, we get to snap back, and we get to play out some cards, and we're going to be head again. You know, like, he has to find a way to put places, to put things in specific places that we're ahead in two lanes here. Uh, so we get to snap back, we get to play Dracula, we get to play Ant-Man. We also have Red Skull already. We have Infinatus, so we have the two worst cards. He plays Sentry. First time seeing Sentry. <laughs> of course. Um but like that just puts him even further behind. So like I just could not figure out how he could possibly beat us here. We just drop a Cosmos. We're like we're ahead on the in the mid, we're ahead on the right. We're about to gain more power on the right, and our opponent retreats. Of course, so just another way to show that this deck would have been capable of winning all three of these lanes uh, had our had our had our opponent allowed it. All right, guys. So here we are. We're gonna look at the infinite winning game in its integ in its entirety. Um, it's a really nice win. Uh, we were sitting here at ninety six or ninety seven. Um, i'm sorry 99.7 so we only needed three cubes to win uh we started off strong we hit the sunspot on morag which is nice so our sunspot is definitely in a better position than his sunspot we drop a cosmos we're hoping to kind of get him there he just took the power which is fine this is it double morag we're so far ahead we snap we're like yep we're gonna snap we feel really good we feel really comfortable we have a cosmos down in one lane we have a you know uh uh, our sunspot down on early. We're gonna pass probably a few turns here and we can probably just infinite for the win We get armor down We're protected. We're not gonna get you know Not that I thought he was gonna be but now it looks like we're in a bit of a mirror match, which is kind of crazy uh, As we're sitting here at the top of the ladder trying to get in uh, We look to be presented in a mirror match. So we skip turn, right? So we skip turn. We are absolutely identifying here that hey we're gonna go big and we're gonna try and win with Infinot. Okay? Rocket Raccoon which is just great. We get we get ahead there. Uh, he plays this, this bishop, and I'm like, okay. Alright, he's got Bishop in the wrong lane. We can definitely win right. This is good enough. Like, we're gonna win. This is this is what we need. 20 power. He's gotta beat us left. He's gotta play up. He's gotta play enough cards to beat us right. We're great. We're dandy. Here it comes. Uh the giant left. <laughs> unbelievable long time of lackluster and we're just sitting there waiting we're running through like oh my god is it good enough is 24 power good enough you know uh he could have played anything here and won this lane but we're just hoping you know we're it's it we're just stuck we're stuck we're stuck we're stuck they're like my god will this timer just run out already (laughs) so it can be over uh but serious. Here it he comes, we get it. Twenty-four. He reveals Squirrel Girl. We are so ahead. We knew we were ahead. We knew it was over. Uh, nothing in the world was going to beat us right uh, in this line of play. Maybe if he had committed more to the right, totally different story. But he didn't. He just committed four. Um, you know, like I said, if he commits, if he commits like that to the right, he would have won. I just, he must have felt that he was good enough to win left. And that's what cost him. But awesome win for us. So very excited. Hit the infinite. Mm, let's talk about it in the final breakdown. <laughs> so guys, you saw it there. And it's entirely uh, Big Guy Zoo, Dracula Zoo, wherever you want to call it. The deck was so much fun to play. It really is a great deck. You should definitely check it out and try it if you have the deck list. Um, you know, it's very hard. I think... I think most of it is very like irreplaceable. You know, you, you can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to play Red Skull. I'm going to play Gigant. Like, that's not the same thing. You might be able to get away with um, Destroyer instead of Red Skull. If you have Destroyer or Red Skull, it's kind of the same concept. But there are definitely times where I just played Red Skull out uh, knowing that I was ahead. So if you're going to make that change, if you're trying to fit things in, and make some differences you can try it but honestly you know what i've learned so much through this entire season i played more games in this season than i have any other season um i think i've hit 102 or 103 on the season pass this time you know that is 20 or third probably like 20 or 25 levels higher than i would normally make it uh and there's still four or five days left to go and a season pass journey to complete so i'll probably hit like around 110 i guess uh after it's all said and done but honestly this deck was awesome to finish out the games to finish out my infinite journey with it was really cool to get infinite with the deck that i had not seen uh when i started playing it you know when tata sent me the list it was the first time i'd seen anything like it i enjoyed it a whole bunch i was having fun i was i was succeeding and it was really working out so hopefully by me passing this information along to you showing you the games maybe you have a chance to play this and help you to complete your uh, your infinite journey. Um, that's all I can really hope for. If you made it this far, thank you so very much. It would be really great if you smash that like button. Of course, if you're not, subscribe to the channel. We do daily Marvel Snap content here. We always have, at the minimum, a daily short for the day, uh, and I have so much now to cover in these next remaining days as we lead into the final next season. So we're on the home stretch. There's only about four days and some odd hours left on the season but I'm gonna make the best of it I'm gonna play a bunch of different decks that I haven't had a chance to play all season because I spent all my time playing Galaxy and Wong and like a big control deck and all those things so I'm gonna spend the next couple days playing a bunch of decks that I was not prevy to playing before I also only need two more cards from series 3 so I basically can build everything in the de- in the game for series 3 only. Uh, the things I'm missing are not affecting me building anything because they're not very good cards, but that's the other here nor there. So look out in the coming weeks as we step into the next season as I'm very excited to get there. But we celebrate Infinite today, and thank you guys for checking out the video. See you in the next one.